where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Each of these media creates a uh, new environment. It creates a new situation for human association and human conception. Any medium at all creates a new pattern, a new, a new atmosphere, a new environment of human perception, which works upon the whole man. It works upon the whole society. That is the effect of a medium. It has that total pervasive effect. That is the message that social change that is brought about. The content of the medium is never the message because the content is always the old medium. From the vast wilds of the Great White North, for the week of July 3rd, 2022, it's TVA, a Canadian perspective on television from north of the 49th parallel. I'm Greg David. And I'm Amy Wilson. And we would like you to put your television on mute or pause your streaming service for episode 248 of TVA, the podcast. Hey, everybody. Uh, It's good to be back again. Once again, you know, thank you for joining us, streaming us, downloading us onto your devices and listening to us whenever you get the chance. Uh, We certainly appreciate it. Amy, before we get to the beverage update, I don't know if you want to update people on before. Well, why don't we just head, let's just go right into the beverage update because maybe what you're talking about, your beverage of choice today will lead into maybe a little backstory if you want to give it. If you don't, that's fine. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, Yes, today I am drinking a a hot toddy, which I'd never had until yesterday. Always heard of, but never had, uh, which is lemon juice, honey, cinnamon, and a splash of whiskey with Mm. uh, topped up with hot water. And it is supposed to help your voice. And the reason I need a little voice support today is because I finally got COVID, Greg. So... And so you've, so you've had your shots. I've had my shots. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had a booster, but I've had both of my shots. Haven't knock on wood caught it yet. And that was something that you were very, very proud of up until a few days ago. Yeah, uh, we were, were very fortunate. Two and a half years, um, not even, you know, not even a cold over mm-hmm. the last two and a half years. But we've been very careful. Um, my mother-in-law, who's 72 years old, lives with us and has a few health conditions. So we wanted to be extra careful uh, as, you know, with her, especially. Um, however, she is the one who actually brought it home to us because she works part-time at a supermarket. And she's worked there for many years, loves her job, wants to keep it, is to, you know, to keep her social life going. Yeah. But unfortunately, got exposed somehow this last week. And so she started feeling not so well uh, last Friday and then tested positive uh, last Saturday. And then by Monday, uh, both my wife and I were also positive. So yeah, that's been a um, fun experience. Uh, but yes, we all have, <laughs> we're triple jabbed as, as they say over here instead yeah. of having your shots. And, uh, but, and I'm grateful, I'm grateful. I'm sure it would be much worse. But so I, we assume we got you know, one of the Omicron versions. And as it was mostly like a really bad cold, I mm-hmm. got ch- uh, chills and fever as well. But um, yeah, really wiped out my voice. So I apologize to everyone. I will do the best I can here. But uh, I'm glad that uh, and it kind of in a way that it's over with because I read an article oh, about six weeks ago that said over 90% of people living in the UK had gotten COVID in one form or another already. Mm-hmm. So I knew, I knew the circle was closing. So <laughs> it was inevitable. I feel well, like, you know, the last of a zombie apocalypse. So. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that, uh, that you were able to join us. Certainly if, uh, if you weren't able to, but you know, as the, as they say, the show must go on. And um, so, exactly. yeah, thanks so much for, for joining us and, and I'll let you, I'll do, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll do a little extra talking today if I have 
to, and you just keep sipping that hot toddy. Things could get interesting um, as the podcast goes on, depending on how much of a splash your splash is. It was just a splash tonight. <laughs> tonight there might be a little more. There might be a Excellent. little more, and I'm ready for bed. But I kept it professional level. Excellent. I appreciate that. Professional. Wait a minute. We're not professional in any way, shape, or form. Um, for me, I'm just. I just have a coffee off to the side today, which is kind of boring. But yesterday, I had for the first time in a long time a Coke, a Coca Cola. Um, I've kind of weaned myself off of all of that. And when I do want to drink a pop or a soda, I usually drink ginger ale. And, um, this time around I went with a Coke. So it was very interesting to have a classic Coke after, I don't know how long, but boy, uh, it sure tasted good. Um, I'm glad that I'm just keeping them to the odd one. I guess so. Well, I'm glad it uh, met, met your, uh, expectations and memories. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we have a ton of new and returning programs um, during the next two weeks. A lot of this stuff was unveiled within the last two weeks since the last time we spoke. Um, so I'm just going to hit up the calendar right away and, and kind of hold back no further. The big news is the Amazing Race Canada returns this Tuesday, uh, July the 5th at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern on CTV. This is season eight. And just so folks know, I've got, I have had a chance to speak to John Montgomery, the host of the Amazing Race Canada, last week, last Wednesday or Thursday. So that interview is going to be going up either later today, but probably most likely tomorrow. So Monday, July the 4th, if you're checking checking the website. So uh, we talk a little bit about COVID and how it impacted on obviously production of the show, which was halted for the last two years, how excited he was to get back out on the road and uh, some of the teams to watch out for uh, in the Amazing Race Canada. And uh, no... uh, you know, usually what happens is they'll they'll do a leg. Well, not usually, but in the past they have done a leg that has gone outside of Canada. But season eight of the Amazing Race Canada is staying within the borders. And mm. you know, Amy, I don't know about you. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to watch the Amazing Race Canada. But what really sets yeah. apart is it's in Canada, and yeah. I'm totally fine with them sticking around in Canada because, as I told John, I'm constantly adding new communities to my bucket list of places I want to visit in this country. Oh, there's so much to see. There's no reason to believe. I, it's just a beautiful country, and and uh, I love watching it. All the places they go. So, oh, the places say. they'll go. All the places they'll go. (laughs) So that's, again, that's Tuesday, uh, July the 5th at 9 p.m. On Wednesday, the 6th of of July is the first of several AMI TV shows that I'm going to kind of mention fairly quickly because we do have a lot of other things to get to today. And it is called Mind Your Own Business. It kicks off at 8 p.m. on Wednesday on AMI TV. And this is um, uh, entrepreneurs who are members of the disability community trying to take their small business to the next level. So it's a little bit like Dragon's Den. Um, I think, you know, people, by saying that, people want to understand what I mean. Uh, There are a a handful of mentors, um, but instead of pitching your idea and getting investments, they already have an established business and they just want to get advice from these mentors to take their business to the next level. All of the businesses are are, um, focused in in the Southern Ontario region, most of them in Toronto, but a few further afield like Kingston, Ontario. But if you want to check that out, it's Mind Your Own Business, Wednesday on AMI TV. 
Then a really popular show on AMI-TV called Double Tap TV, uh, where um, Stephen Scott and Mark Aflalo talk about um, the tech the tech industry, uh, all kind of geared to the blind and partially sighted and uh, disability community. Uh, so some apps that can help you out, whether it's something like Ira or Be My Eyes that can actually help members of the blind and partially sighted community. Um, and, but they also talk about other things, just the latest accessibility features in Google, uh, Apple products, that type of thing. Well, the town halls are taking place this Friday, the 8th of July, and next Friday, July the 15th at 7 p.m. And they went on the road to Regina, Saskatchewan, and filmed a couple of episodes in front of a live studio audience. And this is something that they wanted to do two years ago. And then COVID came along and canceled those plans. So they finally got around to, uh, to filming those two episodes in Regina. Um, Sunday, July the 10th, it's season two of Race Against the Tide. And Amy, you and I already spoke about this. I can't remember if it was you or I that talked about it and that it was coming back for a second season with Maestro Fresh West as the host. So um, expert folks, competitive sand, not castle, sand sculpture makers from around the world Mm -hmm. uh, descend on New Brunswick and they have to do sand sculptures within a time limit because high tide comes in and erases everything. So if you're a fan of that show like we were or you want to check it out, it's Race Against the Tide, CBC, July the 10th and also on CBC Gem. A show that we're going to get to um, in a couple of minutes, which debuts also on Sunday, July the 10th, is Sky Med, and that's going to be on CBC. So we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes because we're going to talk about CBC's upfront. Um, And then uh, Monday, July the 11th, is the second season of Level Playing Field on AMI-tv. It's at 8.30 p.m., and that's with host Greg Westlake, who speaks to um, uh, athletes in the disability community and community groups all enhancing sport uh, amongst the disability community in Canada. Uh, So check that out, AMI-TV, Monday at 8.30. The second season of Dish with Mary is on AMI-TV on Tuesday at 8.30. And that's with uh, Mary Mamaliti, who's a member of the Blind and Partially Sighted community. She's a home cook. She's an Instagrammer. She's a YouTuber. She's all the things. And she cooks alongside chefs from across the country. And uh, and, uh, it's just a whole lot of fun. Uh, yeah, Mary, I saw, I've actually seen a couple episodes of that from last season. I really like that one, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Mary's great. Um, she's very approachable. She brings things down to a level of understanding where you you get it and you know how to do these recipes. Uh, the recipes aren't too difficult. And AMI, i.e. me, posts the recipes on the website <laughs> so that you can try them out at home. Two more shows to mention very quickly. Wednesday, uh, July 13th is the fi- uh, finally we're getting around to season two of Departure on Global. This is a show that's been kicking around. The second season has been um, on the air around the world already. It's finally uh, returning to Canada. This is with the late Christopher Plummer and Archie Punjabi. And uh, in the second, in the first season of the show, they dealt with a plane crash uh, and the conspiracy theories. Said that it's, a, it's a dramatic series. They'd gone into why that had happened. And in the second season it's all about a a train derailment and uh, the people that died Mm. the people that survived and what may have really happened whether it was as innocent as something going wrong technically with the train or whether it was something a little bit more um, uh, nefarious so departure season two global wednesday at 9 p.m 
And then the last one I wanted to mention is season two of Canada's Drag Race comes back to Crave. You'll be able to begin streaming that on Thursday, uh, July the 14th on Crave. So if you're paying a little bit extra, you'll be able to check that out. Um, I had not seen the any of the Drag Race uh, franchise before the first uh-huh. season of Canada's Drag Race. And it is an amazing show. I, yeah, and it's really opened my eyes to, uh, just the drag community in general. There's a huge drag community in Toronto. A bunch of my Mm -hmm. friends go to the shows and it's always a blast to see the footage that they post on Instagram, um, from the shows, but definitely check out Canada's drag race on Crave. And and so uh, Amy, have you seen any of the drag race uh, franchise at all? Yes, I've seen, uh, let's see, I've seen the US version, I've seen the UK version, and I've seen a little bit of the Canadian version. So, but yeah, I will not, if I, as soon as I see Drag Race from any country, basically, <laughs> I'm there. If I can, you know, if I can get a hold of it, I, I, I'm i tuning in. Because it's always, and I, I forget who's the host of uh, Canada's Drag Race in this case. Um, uh, RuPaul's not doing it. Yeah, there's three judges. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll, um, you go ahead and talk about it, and I and I will. If you want to talk about the show, I'll look it up real quick. Well, it's just it's just a, a great time. I was staying with my friend in Chicago a few years ago, and she was wildly into the U.S. version, and so she made me watch like four seasons of it or something like that. And I, at first I was like, Oh, I can't watch that. But I got totally into it. And uh, yes, the, the, uh, the, the detail that goes into the costuming and the makeup and is just astonishing and the artistry and, and it's just fun. So, I mean, there's, you know, it's impressive and it's a good time. So I, I just, uh, I I love it. Anytime I can sit down on a Friday night or something like that and relax and watch it. Maybe with a splash of whiskey, it is. It is one of my one of my 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 more fun evenings. You can tell how exciting my life is. But so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the hosts in the second season are Brooklyn Heights, who uh, they were a part of season one. Stacy McKenzie is back as well. Um, oh no, sorry, Stacy McKenzie is not back for season two. I'm reading a Wikipedia. I'm reading a fandom yeah. um, page, so they're updating things. Uh, Tracy Meltor uh, will be back uh, as a rotating judge, and Amanda Bruegel, who is a guest judge in season one, and Brad Goreski, uh, Goreski is going to be a permanent judge in this second season. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So uh, yeah, check it out. And I think Crave has more than one version. I think they have the original uh, or the American RuPaul's Drag Race. And then I believe that they're broadcasting the British version as well on Crave. So yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. Okay, so uh, that does it for the calendar. So let's get into um, a few news stories as well. Amy, I'll, I'll let you uh, take the first one. Okay, I will do the best I can here. Um, all right, one more sip. Sorry. That's all right. All right. Uh, The Academy of Canadian Cinema and Television announced that applications are now open for the sophomore iteration of Women in Post, which is a talent development initiative designed to bolster the skills and knowledge of creatives who identify as women or or non-binary and are working in post-production. Applications can be submitted on the Academy's website through Monday, July 25th, 2022. Uh, the Canadian Academy will then conduct an internal peer uh, and conduct internal peer and juried reviews to determine the participants. Between eight and ten applicants will be selected to join the second cohort, cohort uh, which will be announced in the coming months. 
the second year of Women in Post will welcome up to 10 uh, participants that was up for, from six in the first year and will also include a French language component for the Francophone and for Francophone individuals uh, and offer placement opportunities at a post-production house located in Quebec. Women in Post provides in-depth industry access and professional development for emerging to mid-level uh, creatives working in English and French in all areas of post-production. Participants are granted the opportunity to develop their technical, creative, and leadership skills through strategic learning modules led by industry experts and a hands-on mentorship at a post-production company in Canada that aligns with the area of expertise. Uh, the Women in Post program is presented by Netflix and supported by Canada Media Fund and RBC Foundation in support of RBC Emerging Artists and Industry Partners Company 3 and Rocket Science VFX. Uh, according to Louis Calabros, the Academy's interim CEO, the program is designed to address, quote, an urgent need to create a more equitable post-production landscape for creators who identify as women or non-binary, unquote. And you can learn more about the women in post and submit your application at academy.ca forward slash women in post. Awesome. Always great. I mean, you know, I, what's been fun about doing returning and doing this podcast with you is that it seems like every couple of weeks, there's another announcement with regard to, um, you know, writing opportunities, show running opportunities, just gaining experience in the Canadian mm -hmm. television and film industry. And, uh, and so I love that. And uh, some heavy hitters involved uh, in this group, uh, you know, the Academy, Netflix, uh, you know, definitely um, some big names. So if you're interested mm -hmm. in that, um, uh, get over there um, because you got until Monday, July the 25th to apply. Okay, so the next one is Blue Ant Media unveils new green lights for its Canadian TV platforms. So some shows that uh, Blue Ant Media really has become an international broadcaster or, or a distributor anyway. Um, and uh, I think a lot of people would, would know that uh, Cottage Life, Travel and Escape, are kind of the big ones on the Blue Ant Media, the two channels. Uh, oh, and Love Nature is a big one as well. But um, they just announced uh, the other day that they've got some new shows that are going to be coming to Canada. Uh, on Love Nature, first up is Cub Camp. It's six episodes, and it gives viewers an inside look at the Black Bear Rescue Manitoba Rehab Program, which is a unique center that rescues and rehabilitates black bear cubs left orphaned as a result of losing their mothers due to human encroachment on their territories and natural disasters. So cameras are going to follow the orphaned cubs from, from the moment that they're rescued until the day that they're big enough to be released back into the wild. So Aww. yeah, right. It's going to be sad, but it's going to be happy and it's going to be cute. Uh, yeah. Everything that you need. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. A uh, couple shows on Cottage Life that are coming up. One's called American Doomsday. It's a three-part <laughs> documentary that looks at how the epic rise of super weather phenomena and natural forces and how it could devastate those living in New York, Miami, and the entire West Coast. Uh, it's going to give fascinating insights and grave predictions, which include New York City underwater by 2050, the entire city of Miami sinking into sea, and a mega earthquake poised to hit the West Coast from California to Canada. And boy, you know, that just makes you feel good about yourself, doesn't it? When you're talking about like the entire West Coast of, of North America sliding into the sea. It sure does. Well, that was a list of disasters. It doesn't sound like there's going to be much left. So, uh, yeah, I know with American Doomsday, I was thinking, well, 
I thought maybe it was like doomsday preppers, but no, this is just going to be, all right, here's how the world's probably going to end and, and, and settle in for the ride. It sounds like you guys are going to be fine though, up there in Canada. So yeah, I know. Gonna, right. You're just going to be like, woohoo. We're going to yeah. be an Island. You're going to be the, the new superpower. Yeah. Man. Everything, be- <laughs> everything <laughs> below the 49th parallel is just going to snap off and sink. Um, Mysteries from above is going to be back for a second season. And this is, uh, I actually just caught a uh, first uh, season episode of this show the other day when I was surfing around the channels. Uh, Mysteries from above takes to the skies to offer Canadian on- audiences a chance to see the world from fresh and exhilarating perspectives. It explores remote, hard to reach locations as drones explore strange ge- geological occurrences, unique man-made structures, curious creatures, and lost civilizations, revealing fascinating insights and never-before-seen footage to the viewers. Uh, The episode that I watched, uh, I guess it was yesterday, was a drone was showing how close great white sharks actually got to humans um, when they were uh, both kind of on the beach together and kind of dispensed the myth that, you know, every time you're in the water and there's a shark around, that it's actually going to attack you. The drone footage was showing that the sharks actually stayed away from humans for the most part. So, yeah, it's a pretty interesting show and makes use of those uh, drones. Oh, good. Sorry about the cough there, folks. I tried to hit mute and it didn't Oh, work. I didn't even <laughs> hear it. Oh, good. Oh, good. Maybe I did hit mute, but I was afraid that I just coughed in everyone's ear. No, no, you're all, all right. good. All right. Uh, last show uh, for this story is Travel and Escape. It's called Haunted, Lost, and Found. It's going to be six episodes, and it explores what happens when a found, purchased, or gifted object brings terror into the lives of those who acquired it accidentally without knowing its sinister past. So it's firsthand accounts and dramatic reenactments of those whose lives took a horrific turn as a result of their newfound possessions being haunted or cursed. Um, Oh, dear. Yes. Uh, Travel and Escape does these very well. They do like haunted hospitals. They do uh, like celebrity ghost stories. So celebrities are talking about or celebrity hauntings. I forget what it's called. But anyway, celebrities talk about being haunted. Uh, This is kind of the the thing that Travel and Escape does very well. So this is the latest uh, program. It's about, I guess, haunted like items. Mm -hmm. I'm a sucker for all haunted shows. You know, me, me too. Me too. Okay. So Amy, uh, next story is for you. All right. Uh, now for a, a bit of bittersweet news. Yep. Uh, Wolf and Rabbit Entertainment announced that principal photography has a, has begun in and around Toronto on the seventh season of CBC comedy Working Moms. That's the sweet part. However, and now for the slightly bitter part, uh, creative, creator and executive producer Catherine Reitman, who stars in the lead role of Kate Foster in the series, also announced that this will be the show's final season. So that's a bit of a bummer. Um, In a media release, Reitman said that, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, making the show had been the ride of her life in the series, cemented in her the importance of telling stories that have meaning, but that it was time for the story to uh, come to an end. Sorry, I've lost my... That's all right. Those the, that's that's basically it. So yeah, I mean, interesting. Well, you know, what kind of blew me away was I had forgotten how many seasons Working Moms had been on the air um, when this announcement came out. Um, it's a show that I really liked. Um, I just kind of got lost in the shuffle. Um, you know, I, it fell out of the the show that I was watching on a weekly basis. But I've it's been so much fun to. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to visit the set of the show on the first season and talk to Catherine Reitman and. You know, she came into this kind of like Dan 
um, Dan Levy did with Schitt's Creek. Like, mm-hmm. I have this vision for the show. This is what it's going to be. And I really respect that when a show, you know, when, when a creative like that, you know, comes in, they're new to the game and, um, and, and bring in a show that, um, you know, it was controversial, um, over the years. I remember Mm -hmm. during the season when they were based out of Calgary, a lot of people that lived in Alberta were quite upset with the way that the Calgarians were being portrayed, you know, forgetting Mm -hmm. perhaps that this is supposed to be a funny show. Um, it's always been up there for, uh, you know, Canadian screen awards, uh, for nominations over the, the past few seasons. So congratulations to everybody involved with working moms and, um, and uh, yeah, it's been a great ride. And, and I also respect when a showrunner announces that the show is coming to an end before, uh, you know, it's, I'm assuming, and I haven't spoken to Catherine yet, but I probably will, um, mm-hmm. that it was just kind of a natural progression and that it's time to move on and, and do other things. Yeah, it, uh, it looks like it's a run. It's a natural course and it is, it's, uh, it's best to, to go out while you're on top and, you know, and still telling the story you wanted to tell instead of meandering on for 10, 11 seasons and people wonder why you're still there so yeah and don't feel badly for anybody involved in the show i'm sure that Catherine is probably and 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 philip um uh you know the executive producers uh they're going to be snapped up and do something else another project either with you know cbc netflix down in the states you know basically after Shit's creek ended everybody went off and are doing other things and that's going to going to happen with uh, the working moms um crew as well oh definitely definitely yeah yeah Okay, so let's finish up with um, CBC. Uh, we talked about Rogers up front last week, or last time we recorded, and so this time we're going to cover CBC. And I had mentioned, um, we'll get to SkyMed in a second, but there are two new comedy series coming to CBC in the next broadcast season, and the first one is called Comedy Night with Rick Mercer, and it's and I'm going to be reading off of basically the press release from CBC. So when they say it's a comedy event to remember, uh, we'll have to check it out before we can accept that bold prediction. Uh, eight episodes, one eight uh, one hour episodes, and Rick Mercer is going to be a host of, of Comedy Night with Rick Mercer, of course. It's going to feature uh, the country's new and notable comedians, including stand-up performances from Mercer himself. It's also going to feature never-before-seen before seen conversations between Rick Mercer and some of today's most impressive Canadian comedy talent, including Sophie Buttle, DJ Demers, Dakota Ray Hebert, and Dave Merhej, among others. Um, I, my knee jerk reaction is I would rather see Rick behind the desk hosting a late night TV show on CBC, just because mm-hmm. there are so many other stand up comedian specials, um, everywhere else, especially Netflix. Um, but I'm, you know, it's Rick Mercer and I'm willing to give the show a chance. I don't know. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this, Amy, or do you want to see it first? I want to see it first, but yeah, I, 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 like the format you were talking about, I prefer to see Rick Mercer like that. Of course, that's about the only way I have seen Rick Mercer. So, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. you know, so yeah. I, I think that's what my preference is. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Yeah. I'm willing to, to, to try it out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the second new comedy is called Fakes. It's going to be premiering in the fall. It's 10 episodes. It's created by David Turco and in co-product and it's a co-production with Netflix. So Netflix is in this one right off the top. It's going to follow two best friends who've accidentally built one of the largest fake ID empires in North America. Before they even graduate high school, Zoe and Rebecca move into a sick penthouse earn more cash than they know what to do with and then get raided by the feds. It's the story of their ultimate betrayal told from each from their unreliable 
um, point of views as they compete for the last word. And it stars um, Amelia. Amelia, that's probably Amelia. Mm -hmm. It's spelled E-M-I-L-I-J-A. Amelia Baranak and Jennifer Tong and Richard Harmon, um, who was last seen on The 100. Um, So, yeah, again, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the audience for this. Um, Oh, it's premiering fall on CBC Gem. So it's going to debut streaming service before CBC. Uh, Sorry, I got that info wrong off the top. Um, Yeah, again, this doesn't really jump out at me as something I need to watch, but it might be something that I will need to watch once it comes out. Could be. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, Returning original comedies in uh, fall. Returning original comedies are sort of strays. This hour has 22 minutes, uh, run the burbs, son of a critch. And like uh, Amy was just talking about working moms coming back for that final seventh season. Let's move over to the original drama slate. So aside from shows like Heartland and Murdoch Mysteries and Moonshine and Digstown and the North uh, and the the North Water, we've got a few new ones coming. And uh, the first one I want to mention is SkyMed. Already spoke about it briefly during the calendar. It's kicking off on Sunday, July the tenth, on CBC and CBC Gem, and it's life, death, and drama at twenty thousand feet. SkyMed is a drama. F- Wrapped in high-stakes medical adventure, the series weaves compelling stories around a diverse ensemble of young first responders in the remote north, where help and survival are literally thousands of miles away. So this is a medical drama. Um, They're flying in planes out to these remote um, communities. A lot of them are indigenous and um, helping the folks that are out there. I watched the first episode. It started out with a hunter who got attacked by a bear and needed to be flown out of the, the location that he was in. Um, it is created by Julie Puckrand, who uh, has, you know, uh, X company um, and uh, transplants and nurses and killjoys. She also worked on Mad Men. She is lovely. And this is based loosely on her family story. Um, uh, so I'll be speaking to her hopefully in the next couple of weeks about the show so I can get more details on that. But Amy, your thoughts on SkyMed? It looks. I have not seen the first episode like uh, you have, but I am, I'm going to see it as soon as I can. I've been looking forward to this for some time because uh, I, I've always liked, uh, uh, loved Julie Puckman's work, and I yeah. talked with her a couple of times before uh, when she was with the X Company, and um, it just it just sounds exciting. It just sounds like uh, all the uh, you know Canadian scene, uh, scenery, all the adventure, mountains, and things like that. And I'm kind of into that. So, um, and a medical drama. I you. I was tired of medical dramas and yeah. tur- turned me around. And now I, you know, I, so I'm going to give SkyMed a chance on that one. So it just sounds like a, you know, a, a more a, a different spin on it. So I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, did you, what did you think of the first episode? Did you, did it bring, draw you in? Was it unique? What, what, what did you think? Listen, first episodes are always tough because they're trying to introduce all the cast and, and also, um, uh, you know, deliver the vibe of the show. Um, so there were some kind of hokey moments to it, but I'm chalking that up to, um, it's a lot to, of work to, to in 44 minutes, introduce yeah. everybody. Um, so there, there were a few characters that seemed kind of cookie cutter, like there's the new girl, 
um, who doesn't know anything and makes mistakes. And we're seeing it through her eyes. Um, there's the kind of the bitter veteran woman who wants to do other things, but her heart's in the right place. And, and she has family in the indigenous communities. Then there's the sexy guy who, you know, <laughs> is going to make it big um, working for Air Canada and that didn't work out. So now he's come back to the, you know, and we're working for SkyMed. So there were, there were just kind of like people in boxes and what I always hope. And what usually happens is that they get out of those boxes within the first right. um, few episodes. So I'm willing to give the show a pass also um, because I love Julie Puckern and everything that she's done. And, and I'm very interested in the origin story of the show because I think that it's really unique and that's what sets it apart from the other medical dramas that are out there. Yeah. That background. Yeah. Throw it on a plane and it's something new. Yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, Essex County is another drama kicking off in winter uh, 2023. It's a five-part limited series on the graphic novel trilogy by Jeff Lamar it's uh, the redemptive tale of family. It tells the story of four disparate characters linked together through bloodlines from old Uncle Lou to young Lester to Anne, the country nurse, nurse and Ken, the stoic farmer. The four lead characters ebb and flow into each other's lives, slowly weaving connections between them that ultimately save and redeem them. So um, no other information um, on this show other than that description. Um, it, like I said, it's based on the graphic novel, which I have not read, but I have seen and it has always made best of lists. So I feel badly that I haven't checked it out yet. I don't even know if this is, um, if it's animated or whether it's going to be live, like with, uh, you know, like a human cast in, in you know, um, mm. live action. So no information on Essex County other than that. Okay. Uh, Plan B kicks off in winter 2023 at six episodes, and uh, it's adapted from the Radio Canada French language drama. It's set in Montreal. It's a kind, high concept, gripping an intimate psychological drama, and it follows a man on a desperate and relentless quest to save his relationship and, by extension, his whole world. So this is all about going back and changing the course of events and um, you know, giving a second chance or a Plan B very creative. So Philip, Patrick J. Adams uh, is the actor from Suits. So this is a high profile, uh, you know, they've got a high profile American um, lead for this one. And he discovers the possibility of going back in time. He doesn't hesitate. And the love of his life is Evelyn. And she is played by Karen Vanas from Cardinal. I'm already all in. As soon as you said Karen Vanas, I was all in on plan B. Me too. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Um, I'm very interested in this show. I've seen, we've seen so many of these programs where you can go back and change things. Uh, being Erica, of course, is the one that jumps to mind for me immediately. Um, but I am interested in checking out Plan B when it comes in the winter. Well, it's a very good cast. So, uh, yeah, I will definitely check that out. And the last one is Bones of Crows. And this is an interesting one. Um, I've already seen some ads for it. And not only is it going to be a five-part hour-long drama, but there's also a two-hour feature film called Bones of Crows with the same character and the same cast. And the story is going to be told a little bit differently for feature film. So Ooh. if you go see it in the theater, it's going to be a little bit different. But the five-part hour-long drama is being told through the eyes of, of a Cree matriarch named Aline Spears. And... Um, uh, the, there are going to be three actresses that play that role. So Summer Testowich, Grace Dove, 
and Carla Ray are going to be playing the role of Aline Spears throughout her life. And it's going to be telling the story of, of Aline as she survives Canada's residential school system to continue her family's generational fight in the face of systemic starvation, racism, and sexual abuse. It's going to be spanning over 100 years and multiple generations of the Spears family. Um, this is produced uh, by CBC in association with APTN, created by Marie Clements. Uh, it's going to be kicking off, like I said, CBC and Radio Canada in 2023-24. And the feature film is going to be, uh, which is going to focus specifically on Aline Spears as she confronts her traumatic past. It's going to come out in 2022-23. So really interesting to have two versions of the same project, a film version and a TV version. And I know I've talked about this before. Probably some of you think I'm beating a dead horse, but CBC is a place where I go to see um, you know, Canadian stories, uh, whether it's a show like Sort Of or you know Murdoch Mysteries or whatever, and Bones of Crows falls in, falls in this as well. It's really the only place outside of APTN where you can get um, Indigenous stories. And so I'm very excited about Bones of Crows. I am, I am too. And CBC and APTN, I, mean, I wish U.S. television was doing uh, similar programming. They're not, and they're not doing anything, I, well... It, the demographic is different in the UK, but uh, the uh, amount of Indigenous stories that uh, are are being told in Canada is just impressive. Uh, and I, I wish, I wish that uh, that the Native American populations in, in the US were getting as much uh, uh, much of a voice. And, and uh, so I, I have to commend CBC on that. Yeah, I think um, just off the top of my head, I know there's the comedy uh, Rutherford Falls on ABC yeah. that has Indigenous characters in an Indigenous writer's room and, and, and how important that the, it was to have that representation in the writer's right. room on Rutherford Falls. And there's another show um, on AMC that just kicked off called Dark, I think it's Dark Skies. I shouldn't have said yeah. it because I wasn't totally sure with Jessica You're Matten right. in it. And there are I, some things coming up lately. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's two out of, you know, however, in the population, you know, of course, the population in the U.S. is 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 so large. But it is great to see that that storytelling is coming not only north of the border, but south of the border as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Amy, you got through it. Congratulations. <laughs> you only had to mute yourself a couple of times. Um, let us know where can people find you when you're not sitting in front of a microphone talking about TV in bed lately but um uh no uh, uh, twitter uh you'll have me on twitter at wilson underscore uh, a underscore r excellent and you can find me on twitter at tv underscore eh and of course visit tv hyphen eh.com anytime to read stories uh, find out more information about these shows that are coming up on cbc and uh, and check out interviews, like I said, one coming with John Montgomery uh, in the next few hours because I saw that the transcript just came through. So awesome. That wraps up the TVA podcast and now back to your regularly scheduled program.